0: If I was to title this message today, I would um, title it "One Body, Many Parts" or "Many Different Parts." We're probably all very familiar with this portion of Scripture, but if you haven't known, what we're trying to do in kind of sync with our house of prayer is start a church, Amen. And um, we understand for the la- for well for the beginning, like we've been together for what a year and a couple months now, maybe more than a couple months, but a little over a year. Um, We've just really, well I've just really had a longing in my heart to really, um, you know, just not be a church, but, uh, or I'm sorry, just not become a church, um, but be a church. You know, there's a big difference between us two, you know, we're a place where we just get together and and we worship Jesus, there's decent fellowship, uh, you know, and there's a decent word, but yet you know, relationally, we seem to be disconnected. You know, like, we, we, we know each other a little bit, you know, or, I like what Doug Stringer says, he's like, you know, you get into, like, new circumstances, new chur- churches, and for a little while, you're just, like, sniffing people out. Know, like, you know, what kind of person are you? This is this an analogy, Don't get too weird. I'm not coming up to you sniffing you, but more so just, you know, wanting to get to know you. And I, I feel like for the first year, a couple months, we've been doing that. And I feel like God wants to transition us. You, Many of you know that we haven't called this necessarily, or really haven't, Tried to call it a church. We really just desired to start a time of discipleship, of preaching the word. It was in our our prayer room. A lot of people were saying, "Hey, you guys need to start a church," and, and we're just like, we don't know. You know, sounds good and looks good, but you know, we just want to, uh, you know, we want to we want to do it because God wants us to do it. Well, you know, eventually we came to the understanding that God wants us to start a church. Um, but I just feel like in our history, you know, the short time that we've been a fellowship that God wants to take us to. A new level relationally. From not just um, uh, becoming the church, but being the church. You know, relational depth. Relational connectivity, if you would say. And I feel like if we look at this in scripture, we may see that this is not just the the idea of Daryl, or the idea of Bethany, but it's actually God's idea. It's actually an idea that he's had and he's communicated, actually if you look through many of the New Testament, not to say that the full New Testament is about it, but a large portion of the New Testament, it centers around this theme of our oneness, our unity in Christ. All the way from the Gospel, Jesus, I mean, you look at his prayer, look at his prayer, his prayer was that we would be one, that we would be unified. And there was reasons, there was a desire that he had for our oneness, and there was a reason that he... That the world would know and believe that the Father had sent Him. So there's there's a certain kind of desire that Christ had for our unity and a purpose for our unity. What is it? Psalms one thirty three, blessed are. I, I'm going to botch the verse verse, but I'll just paraphrase. Please forgive me, you who are Bible scholars. Um, uh, there's a verse that talks about the commanded blessing. Um, of the saints when they come together in unity. So there's, there's like a... And that, if you look, if you study, that's not, right, that's not it. Um, we won't... Maybe we'll be better off not going there. I think it is maybe 11? Psalm 133, 11? Okay, never mind. Anyways, there is a verse in Psalms that talks about the, the unity, the power, the command of blessing that actually is released from heaven as the 133 saints. 1. 133 1? Was that it? Was it just a different translation? Crystal, why don't you read what you have? Hopefully it falls um, soon. How good and how
1: pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in
0: unity. That's Psalms 133.1. That's it? <laughs> it is precious oil upon the head, running down upon the beard upon the beard, <laughs> Running down on the color of his, of his robes. It is like dew from on which falls on the mountains of yeah. Zion. For the Lord has commanded his blessing yeah. life forevermore. So, we see that unity actually releases a blessing. It's kind of like the Lord can't restrain himself. There's something that God says, oh, my people are together. They're actually getting it. They're actually unified. i got to bless this. i got to touch this. And so, we benefit from our unity. Now, just a little backstory. I don't know if many of you guys talk to unbelievers. I have unbelievers in my family and my wife's family. I just, you know, I rub shoulders with them. I get to talk to them and... You know, most of these people, they're hip with God. They love God. They just don't like the church. And and I, not that I agree with that. I, I don't agree with their philosophy. I understand it, but I think they use it as a crux not to attend, like even some Christians do. But uh, you, you, you see some of the reasons of why they don't like attending or being part of a community or a fellowship is because, oh man, those people slander each other. They're not really true brothers and sisters. They gossip. They talk. It's just like these cliques and... Although there's truth to that. Listen, I, I, I've been guilty of gossiping. I've been guilty of only, like, reaching out to my clique. And, in, in, like, the people I'm comfortable with. Will's one of them. Uh, <laughs> Will's probably the only one. But anyways, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. But, but, but you, you hear from them that they won't come to church for these very reasons. And there's truth to that. I really think it's a poor excuse not to be part of the fellowship. Uh, or a part of a body of believers. Uh, but yet there is truth. But you hear some Christians... You know, there's a new phenomenon spreading through the body of Christ. Where do you go to church? Well, I set my laptop off, and my internet pastor's right there, and he preaches to me. I love that we have the ability to uh, have the internet, and oh, I, I, I glean from Bethel, I glean from IHOP, and some of the web streams that they have, but that's not my church. <laughs> and, I, and, and I don't stop there. There's something that church offers that you're never going to get from a website. There's something that God designed, it's called accountability, discipleship. And when you get to know someone really deep, if I get to know you really deep, guess what? The fruit of that is accountability, it's discipleship, it's transparency. You ain't going to get that from the internet, Jack. I'm sorry to tell you, it ain't going to happen. And you're going to miss out on a part, a huge part of what the Lord desires Mm -hmm. for community, for fellowship, for not forsaking, like Paul said in Hebrews, the, the coming together, you know, and even confronted, like some do in the church. They, they neglect, they maybe are offended and whatnot. Maybe getting a little bit ahead of myself. But you see, there's, there's, there's power in us being together. There's reason. We're not just here, sitting on plastic chairs, hoping the pastor gets done soon because our bum hurts, and, and looking at the awkwardness of the room and saying, please hurry up, this is so awkward. You know, but we're actually we're toment... Actually to do much more than just breathe air, just hear me every Sunday, or hear my wife every Sunday, just come and worship. It's much more than that. It's much more than that. And I hope to show us this in Scripture. We want to go there. So why don't we just go to our, our, the Word of God here in First Corinthians 12, starting in the 12th verse. Chapter 12 in the 12th verse. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. We get that's pretty simple, right? You just can look at your frame, or maybe you can look at my frame and say, hey, Daryl's frame is much like the body of Christ. It has many parts, but it makes up a whole body. Amen? Amen. Amen. I, I want to just kind of cruise over 13 just because I, 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 it, it, I don't want to talk about baptism, but I don't want to get into what has the cause and effects of our oneness as Christ sees it. So let's just go right into 14 because it will help my message better. Amen? I'm not trying to skip over Scripture, guys. I'm not trying to change the word. You can read it, and you can tell me if you can make sense of it. But I don't want to really focus on it right now. Fourteen. Yes, the body has different parts. Look to your neighbor. Yes, I'm going to do this, corny. Look to your neighbor, since the body has different parts. Corny, right? Hallelujah. You thought I was cool, but I'm not. I'm just like every other person. Turn to your neighbor, friend. Okay, so yes, the body has many Different parts. If you have a pen, if you have a highlighter, I encourage you to underline it. Also this word. Um, uh, Not, sorry, many different parts. Not just one part. If you could underline different parts and not just one part. It's important. Or just get it in your brain. Absorb it. Because Paul, uh, later here uh, in verses, I believe, 15 through 17, explains himself and. I think it's important to our message. So let's go on in 15, verse 15. Now, here he's going to kind of elaborate the different parts, okay? He's going to kind of get into his first part of 14, of verse 14, the different parts. Here we go. Verse 15. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that that does not make it any less part of the body. 16, same thing. And if the ear says I am not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? Surely Paul is saying no. Okay, I can't uh, say that my ear is any less part of my body as my eye. They're, they may not, uh, you know, pull off the same function. You know, uh, you know, I hear, I see, but it's important that I hear and see. Right now, I, I could probably get by without um, hearing. You know, Many people do. I could probably even get by without seeing, but it wouldn't be cool. I wouldn't be hip with it. I'd be going to every healing meeting asking God for Him to open my ears or to open my eyes. But let's just get back to the different parts. You can't say that the hand's not part of the body because it's not the foot, so on and so forth. Different parts. Different parts. Somebody say different parts. It's It's okay to be in a church today, guys, and be okay with the fact that you can't preach. (laughs) And be okay with the fact that maybe you don't have the best voice. You know, sometimes we deem these gifts as like uh, more important than the other gifts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, but, but the Bible doesn't stop there. The, the, the totality of gifts has nothing to do with just a person up here preaching the word, thank God we have them, or somebody who can lead decent music. It, it has to do with the full body functioning in its many parts. It's many different parts. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Somebody who cleans the toilet... Is just as important as the man who brings the word. It's all part, you understand? Jordan sitting in the back and trying to diffuse some of the already awkwardness of this place and trying to put a smile. We're not a cult. (laughs) We actually love Jesus. Here's some seats. Praise God. You're going to crawl over everybody to get there, but okay. Seriously, we love Jesus. And, and But she plays just Amen. as much as a role as somebody bringing the Word. Amen. You, you understand what I'm saying? There are not so. You may have the gift or the ability to serve. You may have the gift or the ability to be nice or be hospitable. Uh, guess what? It's a part, man. It's a part. And we would be foolish just to emphasize on just one part. And Paul goes on in this and brings this out. So those two verses... Um, 15 and 16, Paul talks about the many different parts. You need them! You can't say, just because the hand can't do what the eye can do, that the the hand's not part of the body. So, anyways, I hope I paid out a clear enough picture for that. Um, So we got 15 and 16, now we're on verse 17, I believe. Please help me if I'm wrong. Yes, 17. If the whole body were an eye... Now, here he goes, he changes the words. He says, if the whole body... So that brings it into, not the just one part that he's talking about uh, in verse 14. You understand what I'm saying? Some of you guys are looking at me like I've got five heads. <laughs> okay? He talked about in verses uh, uh, 15 and 16, about the many parts, and not neglecting the parts, and deeming them as insignificant, or not part of the body, but they're just as important, and they make up the whole. Now Paul is talking about in verse 16, it would be foolish if the whole body was an eye. If before you today I stood with just an eye in my head, you'd probably make fun of me and call me Cyclops and say, wow, this is really weird. And first of all, I couldn't even preach because all I would have was an eye. So what Paul is saying is, like, listen, if the whole body was just an eye, let's take it off the body. Let's put it on the body of Christ. Because I think that sometimes we get locked into the human body when we read this scripture. But remember, Paul is just contrasting here. He's saying, listen, the human body is much like the body of Christ. It is, it, it is the same. And this is how I want you to think about it. So let's get our minds off the human body and put it on the body of Christ. If all we did today, which we're very known for, is prayer, it would be ridiculous. It would be foolish. Why? Because there's a world who needs Jesus. There's a city who needs to be touched by the Lord. So, prayer should be mingled with evangelism. That's, that's, so, if we were just focused on one aspect of ministry, if we were just, okay, well, everything is about worship, so we're going to have long worship times, and there's going to be no preaching. That would be dumb. People would get dumb. Why? <laughs> because the Word smartens us up. Hallelujah. <laughs> so, it's got to be what? Preached. I'm sorry if you took offense to the word dumb, I'm just trying to be lighthearted. So if the body was just made of one part, not an eye, but if we just focus more on preaching the word and nothing about you know the Holy Spirit, you know, actually wanting to be involved and ministering to our hearts, healing bodies, healing sickness, we would be foolish. Now, on the flip side of that, it's important to understand. I just spit, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's important to understand that. I'm glad I, you can laugh. This yeah. joy is like medicine. <laughs> now you just made me lose my train, I I I my train of thought. Let me get back there. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit teaching. ministering, teaching. Pa, 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 pa. Now, okay, that's what I want to say. Thank you, Will. See, he's my best friend. Really, he's really my best friend. On the flip side, okay. Okay, I talked about the Holy Spirit, I incorporated that. But on the flip side, saying that if I only was, let's say I was only a part, that's okay. Okay, if I was only good at something, okay, that's awesome. I can't teach, I can't preach, but you know what? i got a decent voice, it's an okay voice, I can sing. So in that, I bring that function, always has since I was a Christian. I bring that function, I bring that ability, that part of the body, and I say, listen, here I am. Use me. Use me, Pastor. Plug me in. Get me in there. Listen, I can't preach. You don't want me with your kids because I'll ruin them. Uh, no, I won't. I have a three-year-old. He, he's, a, he's a blessed dude. But, you know, you don't want me with the, you don't want me with the kids because i ruin them. But, listen, I can sing, and I want to offer that to the body. Why? So it can be whole. So it can be functioning healthy. You know, many times, you know, we say, well, my gift is not this, and my gift is not that. Or, or on the flip side, we have, like, I wish my gift was singing. Well it's not. Get over it. You can't sing. It's alright. It's it's not a big gift. But maybe your gift is service. Maybe your gift is hospitality. Maybe after a background check, your gift is with children. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm saying? Don't hold back because you think one is important than the other. Give yourself and your ability so that the body so that the body can be whole, Amen. so it can be healthy, so it can function, so everything can be in its right place, and we can walk together. It's, it's, listen, don't frustrate yourself. Okay, I'm going to read 17 again. Now we're, we're going on not just one part in 14 to 17. I hope you catch that. If the whole body were an eye, how would it hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would it smell anything? Makes sense, right? You don't want to just be one part. You want to be a whole. 18 but our bodies here he's going to jump back to his first plan and just kind of rejab here to the the Corinthian people he's going to say but our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants so listen rejoice and be glad don't hold back rejoice and be glad get yourself placed get yourself rooted don't 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 cause the body of Christ to walk around with a limp. Mm. That's not the design of God. Mm. You know, if you can be that ligament, if you can be that arm, or you can be that extra eye, then be it. Mm. And listen, just practical. Don't think your pastors know all, perceive all about your gift or your role. We don't. We're just trying to get by, Jack. We're just trying to get through, man. God, touch these people. Preach a good word. Let the worship be anointed that people get touched. And, and it seems like that's the entirety of, our, of like our, 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 what goes on in our mind. It's just that the Lord would move in our midst. So don't expect that we say, Oh, you know, Simeon is just a brilliant well of information. He is uh, gifted in many ways. His knowledge about the computer, his knowledge about you know the Bible is. It, but see, I would have never known that had stepped uh, had uh, Stephen. Why did I call it <laughs> Simeon? Had never stepped out and and started just to share his heart with me. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you've got to take initiative, Jack. It's right. not just about. It's not just about pastor so-and-so or prophet so Just identifying everything. Right. Well, you look like you can clean a toilet. Hallelujah. Why do you like that? <laughs> and you look like you can go be with the children after you get a background check. And, you know, it's not like we see those things. But if you know them, you would be foolish not to make the body whole. Right. You know, too many fellowships, us included, walk around with limps. We walk around with mm. missing limbs. Mm. And, and I, I don't blame leadership for that. There's a lot of people that just want to come to attend. You just want to come and breathe air, hear some decent worship, and maybe get touched. And I hope that happens. But son, daughter, that is not the totality. That is not the end all of our experience together. And we would be foolish. And it's not, honestly guys, it's not the kind of church I want. I don't want that kind of church. That may offend some of you. I hope it does because I hope it gets you either to the place that you want to do something about it and and apply yourself or just go somewhere else where you can breathe air. That may seem harsh, but I desire much more for you than that. Mm -hmm. You might as well flip open your laptop and watch the internet, man. Because it's you know it's going to be a lot more beneficial. Just just make your experience with hearing from God your laptop in the in the preaching. You know why not? Thousands of people do, even I do. But it's not the end all, guys. God desires relationship. Remember Jesus's prayer: "Oh, I desire that they would be one, as you and I are one." Now that is very. That's a very broad prayer. Of course, he's praying for the body of Christ at large. Yes. is. But you know what it's just as applicable to our little pathetic community here today he, Jesus today desires he is making intercession that we would be one because he has a desire and he has a plan for that 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 uh that that unity in the body. What is it that he would be glorified? It says Amen. it right there Amen. that God they would know that you sent me and they would believe in me he 's saying pretty much he is saying. I would be glorified. And there is something about that. Okay, in that, in that prayer. So, we're in verse... Uh, I'm going to read 18. I'm going to go back just because I think there's a couple more points in there. But our bodies have many parts. And thank God they're different. Amen. You know, we would be foolish today. I would be foolish as a leader to think that everybody needs to look like me, act like me, talk like me, sing like me, do worship like me. And I would be foolish But you know what, we are different, and I thank God for that. He is so wise. And I would rather have a church that just doesn't all wear tuxedos and, or not tuxedos, but nice suit jackets and, and, and we all look the same little robots. Yeah, it's our pastor. Don't we look like, you know, ever get into those hipster church and everybody's a hipster? You know, the pastor's got the tight jeans on, he's like, nerdy glasses, the tattoo that says, Yes, once I was enslaved to sin. That was uh, the video. And, 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 you know, I've been redeemed. But I've been, well, I shouldn't say that. Some of us have tattoos, which is fine. I'm not against it. But you understand what I'm saying. But it, consequently, everybody looks looks like a hipster now you know and everybody you know you'll talk to pastor and you'll talk to like a prisoner, and they will it will almost be talking like the same guy you'll be like wow you sound even in your uh the way you talk you sound just like your pastor no it's not what we're looking for paul's saying we are different we are many different parts that make up one whole body so Bring your differences, bring the way you operate to the table, bring your creativity, bring your spunk, bring your flavor, because we love it, we want it, and we believe that it's going to honor God. Okay, Uh, how strange a body would be, I don't even want to read this part because he's going back to the one part again. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Okay, thank you Paul, you said that a couple times. Yes, there are many parts, but one whole body. Paul goes back to say, okay, he's just reiterating himself. For all you have trouble with pastors and preachers who reiterate yourself, just look at Paul as an example. He did it. He wants to drive it in. You know, I I want to drive it in. Why? Because if I don't drive it in, it's not going to seep in. It's not going to get you. You know what? It's not going to have any effect within you if I can't just get the points across. So Paul, he says, listen, don't be foolish, just don't be one part, but be many parts, and bring those many parts to make up a whole. Not We're just looking at it as our bodies as examples, we are looking at the body of Christ. We are many parts that represent a whole. Now, if you would jump over with me to Romans 12. If I can find it. What's up with that? <laughs> Sorry, there it is. was. I never found it. Just laughing, guys. It's alright. Okay. Romans 12. Let me just look to my path to make sure I'm following the right path here. Come on, Lord. All right. Romans 12. We're starting the third verse. Now, it's important, I think, to understand here, well... I get a little confused, I'm just going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read something to you, then I'm going to give you a testimony, I'm going to tell you what I think Paul means. Is that okay? Yeah. It's cool. And if you have a problem with it, you just go search it out, you can come back to me with your problems, but I'm going to tell you what I think of what Paul is saying, okay? And I get to do that, why? Because I'm standing up here and you're not. Right? <laughs> just joking, guys, but you're all laughing, that's awesome. Okay. Okay. It's okay to laugh in church, it's okay to be funny. Okay. I think I'm in the wrong verse. Hold on. Verse four. Huh? Verse four? Is it verse four? No. Oh, that's oh hold on, guys. I know. You're thinking, what is this guy doing? I'm still in Corinthians, that's all. Oh come on. That's awesome. I'm glad you're laughing. Let's see if you're laughing. if I can't find the Romans, which I... No, uh, Romans is the other
1: way.
0: Is it? Is, yeah, is it's it's the other way. Accurate. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I, I was trying to go to Ephesians, because that's my last verse that I'm going to give you to today. Sorry. There's a lot of things rolling through my mind, and you can forget some. But we're going to start, actually, in, uh, in the middle of verse 3. If you can. It's going to be open up with a warning from Paul. Okay, this is a warning. Now, I just want to give a little background. I think this is really peculiar... Because really what Paul does after verse 3 is he preaches the same message that he did in 1 Corinthians 12. But the opening statement of this message is a little bit peculiar in regards to the rest of his message. So, but I think it's important. I think it was intentional. And I want to see if you think the same thing. I give each of you this warning. This is this warning, the middle of verse 3. I'm not starting in the beginning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Don't think you are better than you really are. Why would Paul say that in the beginning of his, um, uh, you know, the body has many parts and makes up a whole? He's going to go into the, virtually the same message as he did in 1 Corinthians 12, 12. I started thinking about this. I was just beginning of dialogue with God. You know, sometimes you, you need context. Sometimes you need scripture. But sometimes you need Holy Spirit. You know, you just need Holy Spirit to communicate. And he does. It's really amazing. If you open your heart up to the Holy Spirit, he can communicate things in scripture and there can be no heresy, there can be no trouble, but it happens. So I begin to dialogue with the Lord about this verse, and I'm like, you know, I'm trying to draw the, the, the connection that Paul's trying to make here. And it's, it's so kind of the Holy Spirit, because he actually brought me to a place in my life where I feel as though I lived this scripture verse. This scripture verse is a, it's a warning, it's not necessarily a good thing, but uh, in the Lord's kindness, he brought me back, to a time in my life where I was thinking more highly of myself than I should have. And I want to just paint a little picture through my testimony and then ask you if you agree. Well, not ask you, but you can think if you agree and talk to me later. (laughs) So there was a time, 23, I'm uh, a youth worship pastor in Brentwood, New Hampshire. A a large youth group there. um, uh, Our pastor is Pastor Marlene, Bethany's mother. And, um, you know, through the years, uh, God just began to develop a real solid um, uh, worship team out of that youth ministry. Me being the leader with a couple other uh, young men who were full of pride. Uh, but anyways, that's what God used. And it, it was, we were being able to just be uh, able to do glorious things for the kingdom of God. Open for delirious. We were, just, we were, we were in stages that were, there was hundreds of thousands of people. It, it just was, it was a good time. It was a good time. And, you know, there's a danger in that, though. Because, you know, what it did in us is cause such a pride. Such an arrogance within us that we thought we were, like, in on a stick. We're getting prophetic words. Everybody's like... Wow you guys are the next thing. I don't know if you're alive then in the charismatic world, but they're like, you guys are the next thing, man. You guys are going to hit big and you're going to be what the world needs and all this. And you're a young kid, you're like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. You know, I even got this one word, which I look back at it now, I'm just like, God help the prophetic ministry. <laughs> but they were like, we, oh, I just feel like you're going to be the next Beatles. I'm like, are you kidding me? Stop it. Stop it now. But at that time, my, brain was, my, my pride level was huge. And we would go off as a team and do awesome things. And we would get back to a very dead church. Mm-hmm. And we would be like, really? Really? This is, do you know who we are? Do you know what we just did this week? Do you know who we opened for? And now we get to come back to this weak, pathetic worship, pathetic preaching church. And I'm not saying it was good, it was prideful and arrogant. But you know what it did? It kept me away from really serving that church. See, I could have been an important part of helping that church, of strengthening, of being. Of you know, throwing myself as a as a worship pastor help that you know have the uh, senior pastor work on some of the issues of pride. I could have been a member of that body that would have benefited, but my pride kept me away. So I was seeing everything I was doing. I was seeing are my guys flourishing. I'm seeing you know people being set free from demons in the middle of worship. I'm seeing. Uh, uh, people explode, thousands of people explode with passion for Jesus in the middle of worship. You want me to come back to this and serve this? Do you know who I am above you? And that was my attitude. Not only was it my attitude, but it was the attitude of my my bros. And in the long run, who suffered the most was us. Because God wasn't going to let us just go on in our pride and our arrogance. He was going to get a hold of that. Why? Because... He wanted to use us. He wanted to use he wants to use all of us. And Mm -hmm. we can't be really used by God if we have that stuff. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. So Paul gives a warning. He says, Hey man, don't think of yourself better than your brothers and sisters. Don't think of your you're not better. You you're not special. You know, although you are, you're not. If if somebody's going to tell you you're special, let God, not you, you know what I'm saying? And don't think of yourself highly. But you know, all the time as I I had that pride festering within me and growing within me and kept me away from really connecting me to that body and that fellowship so that I could help it, so that it would have walked with a limp, but in return also being helped by that fellowship... You know why? Because I knew that pastor could have helped me in many areas of my life. Many areas of my life. Many, it's funny, you know, I had all this pride, but my private life was broken. You'd think I'd be I have some humility here. But that pastor could have helped me, he could have helped me, and I could have helped that church. So what does that mean? Well, what I'm ultimately saying is that pride uh, is usually a roadblock of really you being able to invest yourself in the body of Christ. Why else would Paul write this here in his introduction? Why else would he talk and, and give a warning to people about their pride? I believe it's that. I believe that pride wars against really true connectivity. If you, and it may not be the kind, listen, pride manifests itself in many colors, many faces. It may not be the pride that I had. i was just giving a testimony. It may be some intellectual pride. It may be, I don't know, maybe you think you're beautiful or hot and you're just, you've got the sexy pride going on. I don't know. You know. Whatever it is, it doesn't need to be there. Evaluate yourself according to the grace of God. What does that mean? Let God evaluate you. Don't sit in front of the mirror and say, ain't I beautiful? I'm something. What is that boy doing? He cannot leave worship. Get me up there! You know the thing is, you're not up there. And there's probably a good reason why. But I tell you, if you can get your pride... Amen. Amen. You know, I'm not going to... Look at that Jayhawk. Yeah, they may have you know something on their worship, but man, that house is just ridiculous. God isn't doing anything in that ministry. Really? I don't know, the seven years uh, that we've been here, thousands of people who have come through the door been touched, delivered, Amen. and set on fire for the Lord. I just met a kid that I had no idea... Christian yeah. is his name. I won't give you his testimony because he'll be here eventually. I want him to give it, but it's awesome. But he was just telling me, I didn't even know who he was. He's like, I actually know you. I'm like, oh, I hope that's a good note because I have a rocky past. And I'm, figuring, I'm figuring, okay, you're a Harvard student. You don't know me in that life. <laughs> you, you, you know me in the good life, in the redeemed life. Hallelujah. And he's like, I actually know you. He's like, as a young man, I stood under at a gathering, your worship, and I was totally encountered by the love of God, broken in the presence of Jesus. I'm just like, he knows, God knows, God knows. Pride only steps in the way, friend. It steps in the way of relationship. It steps in the way. I don't want to get too hooky about it, but look at the great uh, story of heaven. What did God do to Lucifer once Lucifer was like, you know what, I, w- I can be like you. Ultimately, I am you. Get out of the way or put me on the same throne. God says, no. You've got to get out of this family, bro. Now, luckily, we're under grace. There's none of that. Nobody's going to be put outside the camp. But what am I saying? Don't let pride stand in your way. It's more you being part of the body. You playing your role. You being your part is going to be more beneficial to you than it is that body. It will. You may not agree with it. You may not even see it now because you're young or whatever. But I tell you, over the years, why? Jesus loves His church. It may be broken. Sometimes it may be small. Sometimes it may not just be anointed. Sometimes it may not have for you what you need at the present time. But you know what? There's a man who died for it and a man who loved it. And and I'm going to tell you, if you start to invest yourself, if you start to throw yourself into being part of the body, see, that's what it talks about. That every joint supplies, Ephesians 4, every, every joint, every... Ligament, every part of the body supplies the overall needs of the body. And so is it with our human bodies, right? Mm-hmm. Amen? Mm-hmm. Well, just as it is with this natural frame, it is with the spiritual body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen? Mm-hmm. And you have a part to play on. Don't let your pride keep you on the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, let me just talk about this real quick. This is nothing that I'm going to really introduce the scripture, but this whole church hopping thing. Come on, really? Really, guys? What is that all about? Church hopping. I'm sure there's really good reasons why we do it. I'm sure. I'm sure there is. And I'm, I may be touching some sacred cows, so please, forgive <laughs> us, right? We're all Christians. Amen. We're under the blood. But what is up with church hopping? You know what? I, I, say, I say hop. I say go around. But once you find a place... Give yourself to it. Stop! I'm just going from the glory to glory. <laughs> I got my foot in this ring. I love it. I love the people coming through. Well, I I go to Hop to get my spiritual needs met, and then I, I I go to this church to get my intellectual needs met. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I mean, really? I'm a pastor. I can't slap them. So I go to jail, and I don't. But sometimes I just want to be like, really. What does that mean? (laughs) I'm telling you, guys, church hopping, going from thing to thing, internet to internet, web stream to web stream is good. Get fed, I believe, eat from the buffet table that is in Cambridge. But once you find a place of where your, your spirit is growing and being fed, give yourself to it. Give yourself to it. Because there's one more element of which the church is... Needed and necessary for in your life. That's accountability and discipleship. Amen. Amen. Now you may have thought that J Hop was just fine with having just a bunch of people coming in and coming out. Guess what? We're not. <laughs> praise God. We're not. And you know what? I'd rather settle the issue right here. I'd rather. you get to know us, love us, come to a couple services, check it out, praise God. But if you like it, you're getting fed. Log yourself in! Why? It's not for my benefits, guys. I will sing in front of five people, and I will sing in front of five thousand. I don't care. Okay? So you're not doing it for my benefit. This is not so, oh, we can grow the church. Praise God, we're going to grow the church. uh, That's irrelevant, because why? God's on on it. But, (laughs) it's not for my benefit, it's for your benefit. You may not believe that. There was one time that I didn't believe it. But you know what? I paid the consequences severely. Maybe you won't. Maybe your story isn't like me. I don't know. But I think in here, uh, verses uh, 3 in Romans chapter 12, this is exactly what Paul is saying. You can study it out further. It's the introduction to the many parts, but make up one body. Mm. It's just a little bit more of a spin on it, talking about pride. Don't think of yourself highly. Mm. Don't think of yourself too good. Give yourself, count mm. yourself among the numbers. Mm. Count yourself among the body. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, guys, I don't want a revolving door.
1: Mm.
0: I don't. Mm. I, I don't want... You know, I, I like that we have it, and we do. In our prayer sets, praise God. There's new people coming in all the time, and I... Our Sundays, there's new people. I'm glad. But I want to just plead with you. Once you find a place that your spirit is being fed, give yourself to it. Mm -hmm. Help that church not walk around with a limp or it will only see out of one eye. You know, it will see out of one eye, but it's going to see a lot better out of two. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I have Ephesians 4. I'm not going to go there. I know what you're saying, bless the Lord, thank you for not going there. And <laughs> yeah, I agree, those seats can be very uncomfortable. Um, just trying to take a little time to see where I'm to go with this. Really, guys, listen, you know, there's a tendency to get offended with some of these things that I'm saying. Don't. No, just weigh them before God, okay? Mm-hmm. You you're, You know, just weigh them before God. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm confident, I'm like of leader that's confident that if you weigh these and, 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 and before God and in Scripture that you will find that what I'm saying is not heresy it's not manipulation and really you can probably kick back and say why did I get offended? you know again I'm not saying plug in for my benefit I'm saying plug in for yours okay and that just doesn't mean here if you found another place that you can plug in and your spirit can be nurtured and, and fed, then plug in there. Serve it. Do it well. Plug it in. Plug it in. Plug it in. Okay? Just <laughs> serve it well. Give yourself to it wholeheartedly. In the midst of your busyness, not half-heartedly. Serve it and serve it well. You know? And and, 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 and just do it. Mm. Amen? Amen? Amen. Okay. Why don't we get some mood music? Anybody <laughs> got some mood music? Praise <laughs> go. Gotta love the mood music. Right? <laughs> bow our heads for a little bit. We're not going to spend too much time because honestly I just wanted to get to some points. I feel like we did that.